This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we are celebrating the beginning of the fall sports season at Bates with a trio of previews. Get ready for in-depth looks at the Bates men's soccer, volleyball, and field hockey programs. Coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates men's soccer team opens its 2019 campaign this week with road matches against the University of Maine, Farmington, and Hamilton. The Bobcats take on the Beavers Tuesday at 3 p.m., and they square off with the Continentals in the NESCAC opener Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Bates is coming off its second straight winning season after posting an overall record of 8-7 a year ago. Well, time to preview the men's soccer season here on the Bobcast. We've got head coach Tyler Shake, senior captain Peter Bakken, and junior captain Blaise Marceau with us. Coach Shake, let's start with you. Your second year here at Bates. What did you learn from that first year that you're going to apply to this season about you know leading the Bobcats? And obviously it was a hot start to last year, kind of cooled off down the stretch. But what were some major takeaways from last year? Yeah, I think you know everyone knows how athletic of a conference the NESCAC is. Certainly athletically, I think at a mid-major Division One clip. But until you're out there with these guys that are pulled in a million and one different directions, uh, mental en- energies physical energies can can decrease throughout the season. So, um, you know, I think the boys worked really hard in the offseason, and they got themselves primed and ready to go to, I think, have staying power through the entire uh, October and hopefully into November. Great. And, uh, Peter, you've obviously spent time in different positions in your career. Right now at center midfielder, though, I mean, last year seemed like a, a, a big season for you. What what did you take away personally that you're going to try to uh, apply to, you know, take the next step this year as a, as a soccer player? Anything individually always just comes from the team. Like, I have to thank my teammates a lot last year for putting me in positions. Mm-hmm. Like, any goals I scored was created by other people. Um, so I think my biggest takeaway is also then just on the field is that we need to bring it every minute. And that's, I mean, obvious, but at the same time, there were a couple times in some of those games where we switched off for 15 minutes, and that killed us. Mm-hmm. Blaze, it's pretty cool. Your older brother was the captain last year as a senior, and now you're captain this year. What does that mean to you to be one of the captains? Oh, well, I'm really honored to be in this position, um, and especially because one of our uh, senior head captains, Tony, had to step down because uh, of a serious knee injury. I was actually given a little bit more responsibility than anticipated. Um, and with Alex uh, as the head captain last year, um, it's really cool to talk to him every day on the phone about uh, how to do this, how to do this. I have so many questions for him every day, um, and it's really cool to get that uh, guidance from him. Um, so a lot of new faces, a lot of new bodies uh, with the newcoming class, um, and so I think I just take things one step at a time like Alex did, making sure the guys get gelled in and uh, staying regimented, um, and just good guidance from Pater um, and the whole senior class, really. But it's awesome to have Alex and the alumni to talk to as well. For sure. You touched on the fact there's a lot of new faces. I know, Coach, there's a lot of first years competing for a spot uh, this year, aren't there? About half the roster. Yeah. So I thought last year when I, I came in and <laughs> knew, knew a whole new team that, you know, I got, needed to get up to speed quickly. Um, and we thought we would be in a different place, but it's kind of the same thing all over again. But uh, obviously the returners and I are in great, great spirits and um, feel great about welcoming these, these newcomers, um, including two transfers who I think can have an immediate impact 
uh, Alec and Owen. Um, and then, yeah, ultimately it takes time. Uh, this, this isn't going to happen overnight, but championships are the goal with what we're doing, and we're trying to strive for that championship standard daily. Certainly, and, um, you know, Pater, as a, as a senior, what are some goals in your mind for the team? What do you want to see from your, your fellow Bobcats this year along with yourself? I think our biggest challenge is going to be forming like a team identity or team unity, especially with so many newcomers. But then also as a team goal, let's just beat Hamilton. Let's beat UMF. Our first two games of the season, let's start with wins. Let's focus there, and then we'll take it from there. Blaze, I've seen you play the last few years. you got a lot of passion back there. Where did you get uh, that energy from? You're always all over the field. <laughs> I mean, I think that comes from my family. Um, wow. My whole family is very active, and everyone's an athlete. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just throughout my career, I've always been uh, kind of after that spitfire attitude. Blaze is a fan favorite, let's be honest. Um, my, my wife loves I love Blaze after every game. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's noticeable, it seems like, the passion you're playing out there. But, uh, Coach, i got to ask you, you know, obviously Robbie Montanaro graduating, um, so the goalkeeper spot is, is open, essentially. Who are some guys competing for that right now? Yeah, so we have senior Owen Lindenfelder. We've got uh, junior, a fellow junior captain with Blaze, David Goodstein, and then newcomer Ryan Manning. And I think all three of them have been tussling the first two, three sessions we've had. It's going to be close. Um, it's, you know, when you lose a player like Robbie, who's off in Scotland right now pursuing dreams, um, it's something that, that creates sort of a vacuum. And I think we got three good players getting sucked up there. And whoever is positioned there, we know that they got to perform at an all-conference type standard. And I think out of the three of them, they can do it. Blades, back to you real quick because you do play on defense. What's it like working with, you know, these new – not new necessarily, but tr guys trying to compete for that job that Robbie had the last three years? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we were doing work uh, with back four today. Um, so just starting with back four, it's definitely interesting to see some new guys in back four there and seeing how they kind of gel in, like I was saying before, um, and just kind of learning each other's styles. Um, and that's going to trickle down uh, to seeing how we can um, work with one of the goalies, the best, whoever's. And then Pater in senior class includes guys like Eric Opoku, Bofis Campolo. I can't believe they're seniors already, but they've been contributing for quite some time uh, in different roles kind of it seemed like, right? Yeah, we have a lot of guys on our team that have switched positions over their career. It was funny because when we came in as freshmen, I think out of our class of 12, we had, I think, nine kids that said they were center back, <laughs> which was a little intimidating the first couple days. You're trying to make friends, and it's like, oh, I'm competing with eight other kids that play my position. Um, but I think everyone in our class has done a great job of taking those position changes in stride and really just working hard at it. Do you have a vision for the two guys I just mentioned, Bofis and Eric, for this year? Yeah, um, we're going to try and squeeze some more out of, of Bo. I know he had a monster sophomore season. Right. Um, uh, my predecessors last year here, Stu, did a fantastic job, again, leaving such a fantastic foundation. Um, and Bo and Eric have that, those qualities that can change a game on its head. Um, we know about them. We know about them. Problem is everybody else knows about them too. Um, so how can we incorporate them in, into the team setup um, where everyone's buzzing? We don't want to be a one-trick pony or a two-trick pony. When we play against the team, I want um, our opponents to be taking stock of every position as a potential score. And then, Blaze, you know, based on how last year started versus how it ended, what's some thoughts that you know in your mind about to maintain the quality of play throughout the whole year? I mean, in this new captain role, um, I'm going to, like I was saying before, stick to this one-thing-at-a-time approach. Right. Um, and there's a scope to that approach. Um, so, I mean, talking about like, the bigger side of that, um, 
you know, we're looking at getting these guys situated, all the newcomers, um, and then making sure they're regimented, organized, um, and falling in line, you know how to do what they're told, do their job, make sure everybody does their job, and hopefully that makes Tyler and Chris's job easier. Um, and so as long as we stick to the game plan, stay organized, regimented, like I said, should be, should be smooth sailing. Certainly. Uh, Tyler, tell us about your two new assistants this year. Yeah, so it was a bummer to lose Joshy. He was kind of a th- one foot with Stu, one foot with me. The guys loved him, um, and he's doing big things down at College of William & Mary. Uh, but we were able to bring in Chris before the summer, um, and he's learned the ropes really well. He's been all over the country in summer recruiting and then hitting the ground running. There's not many assistants that can run a session the way Chris can. Um, so it's an absolute luxury for me to have because I can play with this size roster with a lot of new faces, play man-manager. Um, as opposed to just coach. Uh, and then Tommy Clark, who's working with our goalkeepers, uh, fresh out of Western Michigan, uh, can put the ball wherever they want it. So I think they're going to be get excited with a lot of the reps that they're getting. Um, and, yeah, we're excited with the new staff. Young staff, just like a young team. But uh, I think we're more than up and coming. I think we're the here and now Bobcats. Great. Pater, I know you've played in Portland over the offseason in the past. What was your process like uh, in this offseason to get ready for the your senior year? So I was studying abroad at the University of Oslo. Um, so I was there for a little over six months. And when I was there, I started to play for an amateur side, the fourth division side, uh, which was really fun. It was actually the club my dad played for growing up. Uh, so that was really cool. And so I, during the winter, there was a lot of snow, which made it challenging to train. Uh, so I did a lot of cross-country skiing um, and got really into that, which I had never really done much before. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then once the snow melted, obviously, joining the team and getting out there and playing a lot. Wow, so playing in Oslo, what's the level of competition like compared to the NETSCAC? It's a lot different of a style of soccer. Ah. It's very European of goalkeeper gets the ball, building out of the back, just goal kicks, everything. It goes short and then just trying to pass from the back, whereas the NESCAC and college <laughs> soccer in general is a lot more of an athletic. It's more direct. Um, and so I kind of had to adapt my playing style the first couple of days. I remember the first game I played in, my coach was getting mad at me because I kept going for like long balls to wingers over the top, uh, which is something we do a lot at Bates or try to do at Bates. Um, but that's not necessarily what he wanted. Interesting. And in terms of the culture and stuff, what's, what's it like playing overseas? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think one of the things that was really cool about Oslo was that all of the clubs have their own field and their own locker room. Uh, so when you're traveling to a different side, you know specifically what field it's going to be on. It's always on the same field, and they have locker rooms. And so within a city, they have 30 big clubs like that that all produce these senior sides and all compete at a high <laughs> level. And that's something that goes with the promotion and relegation side of soccer that happens in Europe, unlike American soccer, where there's just static leagues. Excellent. How's that new grass on Russell Street Field treating you guys? We have the best alums, the best donors in the NESCAC, so I'm super thrilled with the the parents that were able to step up um, and provide that for us. And In one year, I thought we went from maybe, possibly, um, towards the bottom end of NESCAC facilities, in my opinion, to some of the best uh, soccer facilities in NESCAC with their indoor turf, um, which is a game changer. Um, our brand new sodded, recently re- resurfaced grass field, um, and we love Leahy where we get after it for a practice field. So, no complaints out of us. 
Tyler Shake, Peter Bach, and Blaise Marceau. Looking forward to the men's soccer season. Thanks so much. The Bates volleyball team heads to the Husson Invitational this weekend for four matches over the course of two days. Bates posted an overall record of 14-9 last season, the program's best record since 2009. The Bobcats also put together a solid NESCAC season, qualifying for the conference tournament. But fifth-year head coach Melissa Duran has higher expectations entering 2019. I think that was a good season. We, we, we obviously did better, but I think it also left a little bit of an empty taste in our mouth, and, and they want to do even better than that. We, we could have done better than that. So I think it's just the right mix of seeing some improvement, but also feeling like we left some stuff on the table. So it's been a good way to, to kind of push into 2019. And then um, Gabby Libero has been, she's been playing since day one, right? I mean, she's she been has. outstanding. She has. She's been great. It's, it's hard to wrap my mind around that Gabby and Taylor and, and Jules and Jordan and, and Sam are seniors. You know, they, so it's, it's funny to sit here and hear you call her a senior. And yeah, and, and yeah she is. But yeah, Gabby's, you know, she's seen a lot of court time since day one. Taylor's seen a lot of court time since day one. You know, and even my other three where maybe the court time hasn't been extensive as those two, but the leadership and the character that that entire class has brought to our program has, has been outstanding. Well, and Julia Pampento got her chance last year and really made the most of it. She did, and she earned it. She, she bid her time and worked so hard for two years and was just the most solid teammate and, and really, and I've said this before, in some ways really our MVP is our second setter who was running you know, our practice courts. So she certainly deserved her chance last year and she made the most of it. Certainly. So um, you don't open with um, NESCAC play right away like some other teams uh, we have in the fall sports. You get, you get a tournament up there in Bangor. You get some non-conference road matches. So what are you looking for? What are you looking to see out of your squad in the first few matches as you prepare for NESCAC play? I think this year our focus is going to be uh, you know, much more on offense and seeing can we get our offense um, getting it a little quicker, getting it a little more advanced, being able to move some people around the court and doing that sooner is going to be a big focus for us. And it's nice that you're right to have a couple games to, to break that a new system in before we, before we see Amherst and Middlebury. Gabby was NESCAC Defensive Player of the Year two years ago, and the defense looks like it's been rock solid. So what mm-hmm. offensively are you looking to try to improve? Just being able to put more balls down quicker. You know, we, we defend very well. We rally very well. We do those things, but, but we exhaust ourselves doing those things. So really our focus now is offense and getting our, our kills per set, our kills per game percentage higher, hitting percentages higher. Mm-hmm. And so that's been and is going to be a focus for us very strong in this first few weeks of season. Excellent. So how about the first years you have coming in? What do you know stood out about them when you were recruiting? Well, always better better people make better bobcats they're just amazing young women i think the the big thing was they were going to fit the culture that we have created um that my seniors again have had a big part in creating and they they fit in that very well and then going with the offensive theme you know i have two pin hitters who are versatile and i have two setters so looking for just more offensive firepower with this class I saw you got some six-footers, right? Yeah, yeah, always nice. They're at least on the roster there. (laughs) Certainly. And then, um, you know, you know, Taylor being an outside hitter, Angel being a middle hitter. We've seen them do a lot of have a lot of you know impact in their careers. For those who don't follow volleyball, maybe it's closely middle hitter versus outside hitter. What are some of their responsibilities? How they similar? How they different? Sure. An outside hitter kind of carries the majority of the offensive workload. So they, they get a majority of the sets. And in the women's game, you, you live and die offensively by, by your outside hitters. 
Um, however, having strong middles makes the other team's defense really miserable. So why they may not get set as often, their, killing, their kill percentage tends to be higher. So mm -hmm. they tend to be a little bit more efficient. So, you know, the goal for us is to get our middles established as early as humanly possible, both in the set and in the air. And that's really going to free up our outsides. Their, their job is going to be a little easier if we can do that. So... Certainly. So these early days of practice, obviously, so important. You have them in, you know, two times a day. Maybe you get some meetings in as well. What are some points of emphasis? You mentioned offensively, but mm -hmm. other stuff, maybe integrating the newcomers into the system. It's, it's tough in the NESCAC, and every team will tell you our, our preseason is just so short. So it's really, you know, looking at all of these things that you want to do and trying to pick what are the biggest dominoes to fall because there's just so much. For, for volleyball specifically, we're just trying to get them to see a ball coming over the net. You know, just their ability to read and react to things. It, it takes a little while for that to catch up. So we've been doing a lot of small group games, trying to, to get their eye work sequences down, get, just get them back in the flow of things to start. Um, but after that, you know, volleyball, it's, it's a serving and a passing game. So that's going to become, you know, our emphasis for the next quite a few practices is getting back into that system. If you look at the top 25, you don't often see NESCAC volleyball teams there. Maybe a couple are getting votes or not. So do you, do you sense an opportunity for base to really move up within the conference? Absolutely. And and I will say, and you're, you're correct, I will say this year, you know, we've got Westland up there, we've got Bowden up there. Mm -hmm. um, Tufts is going to be getting votes, and I think there's one more. But, but you're right, and I think some of that is – is a result of our late start compared to yeah. the rest of the country who plays this weekend where we just came into preseason today. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a little different because I think if you look at the end standings versus the beginning standings, then you'll start to see some of the NESCACs get move their way in there. Um, but one of the things that we've really preached with our team is, yeah, we, we want to move up NESCAC rankings, but at the end of the day, we want to be going to the NCAA tournament. We mm. want to be doing things there, yeah. and I don't want to get us so wrapped up in the conference that we're not looking at the bigger picture of, well, no, we, we want to be a national team. We yeah. don't just want to be a top NESCAC team. How often so, are you talking to alums? Because I know, I mean, volleyball debates... 1989 undefeated yeah. uh, there's a proud tradition here right there is and i think that is probably this summer and moving into this fall is one of has been one of our biggest focuses we're going to have an alumni game for the first year um this year we're going to have uh, a lot more activity with them we're creating um updating databases yeah. and, and things like that because there has been a proud very proud tradition here for a long time and there's just kind of been a slip in that correspondence. So mm -hmm. for this summer, that was actually a, a huge product I took on. And also one of our graduating seniors, Lauren Bro, mm -hmm. took on as well and has made some videos and some, some newsletters that we're going to start kind of flashing out, you know, as we go here. So that's super important to us is, is getting in touch with them. How would you define a successful year this season? I, I think we've made the NESCAC tournament now, and I think that's you don't want to take that for granted by by any means, but at the same time, that's that's not good enough for us anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think success for us is going to be defined by making the NESCAC tournament, doing damage when we get there, and, and being in the mix for an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, if not outright winning the championship, because that's, that's how you, you do it. You either win the NESCAC championship or you get those at-large bids. Mm -hmm. And putting ourselves in those conversations, that, that's what we're, we're chasing, and that's, that's where we should be. Um, you know, it's just a process of getting us there. The Bates field hockey team will not get any non-conference tune-ups before NESCAC action. The Bobcats visit Hamilton this Saturday for an 11 a.m. match against the Continentals. Remarkably, each of the last seven games between Bates and Hamilton have been decided by one goal. 
We sat down with seventh year head coach Danny Ryder Kogut to take a look at the upcoming season. Some big losses in graduation like Taylor Loff obviously had a huge role, a number of other seniors as well. So who are some of the players who you're looking to kind of fill those voids a little bit? Well, we have a really good core group of returners who we're excited for. I think that they put a lot of work in this summer that's been really apparent in our preseason sessions, ready to step up and fill some of those roles. And then we have some great newcomers as well. So a little too early to tell specifically um, who's going to fill roles, but we're really happy with the first couple of practices. So what are you looking for from the team in those first few practices? What are some points of emphasis for you? Yeah, so big points of emphasis, again, is just seeing that they've prepared over the summer, which is really clear to us. Our first stick and ball session did not look like a first session to us. It is really obvious that they've spent a lot of time training this summer, which is just such a great place to start. Um, and because of that, we can see that their, their confidence and all that is looking really high because they have prepared for season. So really, these first couple of days before we prepare, we actually scrimmage tops on Sunday before we head to Hamilton the following weekend. So our plan for the next sessions of preseason is to get through all of our structural components before we hit tough. So a lot to cover in a very short amount of time. Right. So by, by the time people hear this, you would have already scrimmaged toughs. But in terms of toughs, obviously that, that scrimmage each year with them, I think, the last few years yeah. at least, really important to see where the team's at, right? Yeah, it's a great it's a great opportunity for us to scrimmage somebody top in our conference um, to see where we're where we are for that season. It's a good opportunity too to rotate people into different positions for kind of going back and forth between maybe where we see somebody playing. Um, so really nice that we have that opportunity each year to scrimmage them before we head off for our first game. And then, um, you know, in terms of in, in goal, Ellie Bauer got a lot of playing time last year as a first year, going to probably get a lot more as well this year as a sophomore. What do you see from her in terms of her development? I mean, her fitness looks really great. Um, I think where Ellie developed really nicely last year was in her communication, and that's come back strong again this season. She definitely knows the game of field hockey very well, and she knows what she wants her defense to do in front of her. So we expect her to continue to play that role in our defense and really kind of constructing that communication and getting it going. Tell us about your captains this year, starting with Grace Fitzgerald, someone who has been just a huge contributor her, her whole career here. Yeah, she really has. Um, she's been such a staple for us as a center mid, um, and she she looks great. She came back ready to go. Um, we expect her to play some a really important role as that center mid again this year. Again, she knows the game very well. She's a super smart player, so having her in that center spot's key for us, kind of to build our attack and our defense. Um, so really, really excited to watch her her senior year and the other two captains who are seniors as well. Right, that being Alexa Jerlite and Abby Ford, right? And Alexa, she's been playing since day one. Yeah, she has. Um, she hit the ground running as a first year yeah. as a defender, and she's done a great job back there. So she'll be the anchor of our defense again, playing center back with Abby out to her right as our right back. The two of them work very well together. Um, they're very calm, patient players. Lex has this great ability to see opportunities to just go with speed um, and attack up the midfield, which is a really nice, nice element of her play. Um, Abby is just very composed under pressure, and I think she's a person that our defense needs in those tougher moments to just get them in the right mindset.
we've ta I've talked before with uh, some of the soccer players, how they work with their goalkeeper. How do you feel like you players work with their goalkeeper kind of on defense, the deep defender specifically? Yeah, so it's definitely a very close relationship between yeah. defenders and our goalkeeper. Um, our goalkeeper at times will do the majority of the communication, but there are times where our defense take that over. And it's really, it's a constant communication between the two groups of what do we need, where are we forcing the ball, what's our plan, because um, they have to all be on the same page for it to go well. Talk about the scrimmage with Tufts being important, and then the Nesquik opener at Hamilton. It seems like the Hamilton game has really been a uh, sort of tough matchup. It's, you've got them a couple times, they've gotten you a couple times, really even, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like a tradition at this point that we always get them first. Yeah. Um, but it definitely has been a challenging matchup uh, right at the beginning, and definitely a game that, that has a lot of impact on the overall season, so one that we set our sights on even as soon as the falling season ends, we know that we'll probably open up with them. Um, so I think it'll be a great matchup again. I think that we're approaching preseason a little bit differently this year, which will allow us to prepare more for that game than we have in the past. We've always kind of, our preseason's so short here in comparison to some of our peers. And so we always feel like we're scrambling to get prepared for that first game in a one week span. And so now we're just approaching it a little bit differently so that we can kind of, in a way, make that one week feel a little bit longer. Hmm. And the players, as you mentioned, came ready, it sounds like. So it shouldn't be any, anything slowing you down, right? <laughs> right. And that was key. And we talked a lot to the team about that last year before they left um, to prepare that this only works if they come back prepared and we can only make this our plan if they're ready to go and they were so that's great we were able to start our first stick and ball session digging right into structure and how we play versus in past years we've had to spend at least two to three days kind of getting everyone in the same place and so it's nice not to have to spend those days and giving up that time. Terrific. Um, your assistant coach is the same as before, or any newcomers? Or? Nope, it's just Catherine and I this year. Um, okay. Catherine Bowie is back for her third season of the program. Really excited to have her back for a third year. She has a great field hockey mind. I think she connects really well with our team, and her energy is great. So it will be a good year, just just the two of us holding down the fort. <laughs> Sounds good. What are your thoughts on the upcoming season, what you're most intrigued about maybe you're looking forward to to see how the team responds? I think I'm most looking forward to just seeing what the team does, building off of um, kind of how they expanded as a group over this past spring and some goals and just basically a culture setting that they started to develop. I'm really excited to see that in action because they've spent a lot of time on it. Um, and I think overall we have a really strong team. So we have a really nice balance of five seniors who are terrific, amazing players who have spent a lot of time on the field in their four years. Um, and so to have that many seniors coming back who have had significant roles is really key. And then we have some great newcomers and our sophomore and junior class kind of anchor the middle with some really strong players who, again, have already had a good, good number of game time experiences. All right, Danny Ryder-Kogut, thanks so much. Thank you, Aaron. The women's soccer and men's and women's cross country and golf programs also get their seasons underway this week with the women's soccer team traveling to Maine Maritime on Tuesday and to Hamilton on Saturday. Meanwhile, the cross-country teams square off with Colby at Pineland Farms in their annual class meet. And the golf teams compete in the Bowdoin Invitational this weekend. Check out last week's Bobcast for interviews with those programs' head coaches. And next week, we'll recap week one of fall sports and preview the football season on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.